Hello, Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> This is Under the Bleachers. We're two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens. Uh, this week, Alex Strangelove. Um, I've watched the whole thing now, and I still don't know if I know why it's called that. But uh, we do have a lot of teen news this week, I feel. I mean, now I feel like it's going to be old news by the time this comes out of our mouths. But um, Jane, do you want to give us our T-Swift update first? She's not okay. a teen, but this is big pop she, news. She was important to me as a teen. Um she released Fearless parentheses Taylor's version. She's recording all re-recording a bunch of her music because of the Scooter Braun drama where she like doesn't own her music. Um, and it rocks. That's what I have to say. It's so good. <laughs> what I have to say is that last night on a Zoom, Jane really excitedly with a lot of pure excited energy was like, Nate and Issa, will you guys, are you guys excited to listen to Taylor Swift's Fearless re-recording? And we were both like, no, sure. no response <laughs> and they're supportive friends too so that's okay i will listen i liked the song fearless i haven't i don't think i was like super attached to the whole album so i will i will listen through it at work too um the other big like pop star news i feel like is that we both finally watched the new olivia rodrigo video for and i made all of my um co-workers watch it yeah what is it called deja, deja vu deja vu She's a star. Um, she's yeah, we a think star. she's good. We think she'll succeed. Jane and I already like broke this down, did our analysis, but we were like worried that she's like writing too much songs about the guy. I'm the, the same less guy. worried about it. I actually think that we need to recognize how cool it is that we have this narrative, right? The t her first two singles are like a narrative about a public relationship. That's okay. I mean, that's what, rare. But if and she they're good songs. If she continues to talk about him in her third single, will you still think that, or will you be like, eh? it depends? It depends. Like it's very it, specific because she's like, remember when we would watch Glee together and do the parts? And I was like, that's a very specific type of boyfriend. Like, <laughs> also they worked on boyfriend. Glee together yeah, or whatever the Glee like thing. To, anyway. I don't know what to make of that. I'm a fan. <laughs> um. Okay, we got that out of the way, which I'm happy about. Um, I'm really happy that our guest is down for this movie this week because it was a hidden gem that I wasn't aware of before. Jane, would you like to introduce? Yes. Garrett is a freelance writer living in San Francisco with a column called Love Us for Condé Nast Them. His full-time job is working at Dipsy Stories. Hey, Garrett. Hello. Hi. Happy to have you. I'm so excited. I like keep dancing in the zoom as if that's gonna like translate into audio um so i'm gonna try and be more uh we could vocally yeah, we could, we'll be like emotive. hey create a patreon just so you can see garrett um dancing garrett, like, we like always shimmying into my <laughs> we always ask our guests um what type of teen were you um wow uh what a great <laughs> question honestly um i was uh, a little bit of everything, which is like uh, kind of a dumb answer that I will like try and give more clarity to. I was like, um, one, a huge bitch. I was like absolutely <laughs> kind of like a bully um, in high school um, because I was like 
extremely gay seeming and like very closeted and so like the way to like stay in the closet was to be like really mean mean um but I was like also a huge nerd I was like in theater like in musical theater and like closeted and like also like in student government I was like obnoxiously involved um so I kind of was like both extremely cool and extremely not cool which Mm -hmm. I feel like served me well like I, like, didn't get invited to very many parties, but I was also homecoming king. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, you are in the presence of royalty, so, like, please do kind of, you know, act accordingly. (laughs) Oh, my God. This may be our first homecoming king or queen or any type of award on the pod, Jane. Am I right? Yeah, this is a big deal. Yeah, this is... I'm intimidated. I'm going to have to sound... sound Smart. The rest of the did record. you campaign? Did you campaign for it, or did you like do nothing and people voted you? Um, I really didn't do that much. Oh my honestly. god, that's even that's like, even better. Um, <laughs> yeah, which was like very fun for me. Uh, it, so, and I think like this will ultimately kind of like tie it in a bow and give some like context to <laughs> the story. Um, like years later, like I was, I think like in college or maybe just out of college, talking to my dad. And, like, we were both, like, kind of drunk. I think, like, smoking a cigarette on our patio. We're from Florida. So it's just, like, very... (laughs) We're having, like, Marlboro Lights and rum and Cokes. And my dad was like, yeah, like, when you won Homecoming King and, like, your mom and I were, like, there on, like, the... By the football field, like, watching, he was like, I kind of, like, cried a little bit because, like, it was proof that, like, you had friends and, like, you weren't Mm -hmm. kind of, like, lying about how you said your school time was going because, like... I didn't, like, go to a lot of places or, like, go out a lot. So I think my parents were always like, um, are you being secretly bullied and not telling us? Like, you obviously seem very gay. Like, this kind of doesn't really make are sense. And then, like, ultimately I won this, like, fake popularity contest. And my dad was like, oh, my kid is, like, not oh my making this up about themselves. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, uh, I mean, Just sure. Just a, yeah. like, a huge sigh of relief. They were like, oh, God, okay. Thank God he's like, thank God he he's popular. Friends. He has friends, <laughs> yes. Just like so stressed. They were like, don't care if you get into college, whatever about your grades. Thank God people fucking like you. And I, <laughs> that's ultimately how I live my entire life. Garrett, had you, had you seen this movie before, um, prior to watching it for the podcast? Um, yes. I, as a gay person, uh, consume anything about gay love always because I am desperate for it at all times. Yep, so I think yep. I watched it. Also, um, no spoilers yet until we really get into it. But the I'm so bad at character names. The one who's not okay. Alex Strangelove. We are too. Or his... Elliot. The, Elliot. The love interest. I love them. I They were in a series called... Um, the Curious Life of Caleb Gallo or something, like a web series by this person, Brian Jordan Alvarez, who I really like. And I, like, fell in love with them, followed them on, like, all social media. I think they're so adorable. Uh, and, yeah. And then when they were in this movie, I was like, I now must immediately really watch it. They're really sexy. Also, like, mm-hmm. you kind of have similar hair, or, or like, if it were cut in that way, I wow. feel like you would have similar hair to them. You have really good Thank hair. You. That's what I'm saying. I, that you agree, is Jane? really going to carry me through. That means a lot. <laughs> this is like ultimately a new thing. Again, for oh. those who can't see, I do have kind of like just kind of like gorgeous, long flowing hair. And so for Patreon, for later, it, 
um, is really important to me. So thank I know you for not that. only having a pa- having a homecoming king on our Patreon might really be what we need to kick it off. Jane, <laughs> had you um, had you seen this uh, movie before or heard about it before? I hadn't heard about it, and during my research, I actually pegged it as like a bad movie. Like I, for whatever reason, I thought it would be bad, but I agree it was a gem. Uh, I wanted to talk about Elliot a little bit. The actor who plays that character, only know the first name, Tony or Anthony. Um, they graduated with my BFF, Adrian, from Carnegie Mellon. And I immediately was like, do you know him? And she doesn't know him, but she dov- does have mutual Facebook friends. So Wow. wow. That's so exciting. We're best friends. <laughs> yeah, so you, so you know friends. them and they'll come on the podcast. <laughs> um, ben Stiller was one of the producers, which I which Very I big like. surprise. Yes. Yeah, I guess. Well, I, I had wow. heard that Ben Stiller was like trying to do stuff like that because I think he's currently working on a show right now in New Jersey, Jane, actually. that the, the only reason I know about it is, like, my friend had to go to New Jersey to help with it. Um, but that, you know, it, it was kind of like this under-the-radar Netflix film that came out in 2018, and all I know about it, all I knew about it going in was that the director and person who wrote the script said that it was loosely based on his own high school experience and his own coming-out story, Um, yeah, he like said that in a bunch of interviews because weirdly, if you type in this movie into Google, one of the first things that come up is, is it a true story? Which is not Mm -hmm. what I Google about a lot of Netflix movies. (laughs) Um, but I guess maybe many people were like, wow, this seems like very grounded in reality. And it is, um, which is, you know, it's funny because the director's name is Craig Johnson, so he doesn't really have like an interesting or punny last name. So I he in, he inserted that in there, but um, yeah, really glamorized that for himself. Yeah, and he gave like a little shout out to like you know all the all the girls. You know, I had girls in my life who, when I was younger who I was very invest, invested in emotionally, um, and like you know I just want to give a shout out to the you know us, us uh, kind of late bloomer gay um, creatives, like we would have been nothing without our high school, like fake girlfriends, which was so specific. Oh my to God. Me. <laughs> which is also um, just like incredibly real. Yeah. <laughs> I like my best friend, Alexis and high school, like ultimately like we to like make people think that I wasn't gay at a certain point. We just like started telling people that we'd had sex. Like, I also, like, <gasps> wasn't out to her. We just, like, kind of made up the story. She was, like, a year older than me. And, like... Oh, my gosh. That followed me for so long. People were like, we can't believe Garrett and Alexis had sex. And, like, ultimately never did. And also, like, we would <laughs> kiss in the hallway in between classes, just, like, on the mouth, which is, like, also the gayest thing that you can do yes. is, like, kiss movie- your straight <laughs> girlfriend on the mouth. Like, that's, like, just... <laughs> only gay behavior it's to be like okay love you girl like bye and like we I were was like, gonna say we like em. this movie captures um confident gay teens who um kiss straight friends on the mouth because like Elliot does that in the first scene with him and like I knew people who did that in college and I was always like wow like they're so confident with their friends a kiss uh, is nothing to them <laughs> I know they do ultimately love to kiss a friend on the mouth <laughs> very easy a of you to uh fake sex with your True. female friend. Um, Did you do it at a party and make a lot of noise or was it just more <laughs> of the rumor mill? No, it was literally just the rumor. Like we just like were hanging out one day and we were like, let's just tell people that we had sex. <laughs> so like we kind of just like went to school and I was like, hey, guess what? Like and people Shout I like, had to get like very specific about it. Oh, my so gosh. It was, like, 
I was like, yeah, I had sex with a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out, Alexis. Hell yeah. Huge shout out, Alexis. Yeah, huge shout out. Um, The Tumblr teens, I did some research in what the Tumblr teens thought. They were divided over where they whether they thought Claire, the high school girlfriend character, is like a bad character or not for like being angry and stuff. And then also there was like a lot of like complaining about there. There's a little bit of a plot line, uh, and I'm jumping ahead, but we'll get to it about Alex like thinking at first maybe he could be bi, and then his friends sort of like rejecting that possibility. Mm. Um, yeah, and then and then a lot of people just commented and were like, "Well, this is like based on a true story, so maybe maybe some of those things really happen, and that's why it was specifically like that." But also, like, that's just the Tumblr teens engaging in it, and I'm happy that this movie gives at least enough to chew on, you know, to like talk about because I I, yeah. I think it's pretty. Yeah, I think it was pretty uh, pretty uh, well thought out and like very obviously. Um, coming from someplace real. So should we get into it, Jane? Yes. Okay, the reason why this movie is called Alex Strangelove is because his name is Alex True Love. You get it? Okay. Ultimately, no. High school senior. Ultimately, no. <laughs> it's just a little joke. Well, okay. Doctor Strangelove is a very famous movie that has nothing to do with this. So it's really confusing to me. Because it's like they're oh. making an allusion to Dr. Strangelove, which is like a Cold War satire movie that I learned about in history <laughs> class. And then, like, it's it doesn't at all... They never say Strangelove in the movie. <laughs> so I was very confused, but... Uh, I think it's Love. a hilarious joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> High school senior Alex Love is a type A, vaguely popular nerd who is dating his longtime best friend, Claire. They have never had sex, and Alex's friends give him a hard time about it. Claire says she's been trying to, quote, de-virginize Alex for eight months, but that Alex has never seemed interested. They make the decision to have sex in one week. At a party, Alex meets Elliot, an openly gay teen, and they clearly vibe. Meanwhile, Alex's best friend, Del, licks a hallucinogenic frog. When Claire drunkenly interrupts Alex and tries to have sex with him in the bathroom, Del vomits gummy worms all over them. (laughs) And honestly, what is hotter than that? You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, That scene was really hard to watch. I know we have to talk about the rest of the movie, but that throw-up scene was gummy and tough to they take their time to i think they like repeat it maybe twice they do it it happens twice (laughs) yeah it it's a lot i think they do a really good job of like this actually felt like teenagers which is like not necessarily related to the plot but like something that i really enjoyed about the movie as a whole as i'm like you seem like teenagers you kind of like look like teenagers like this isn't like a riverdale situation or like the OC or One Tree Hill. I'm like really aging myself with that. So um, (laughs) I hope this is a brave space. Um, But like that, it felt like very, I feel like sometimes like teen movies can really make me feel like um, I don't get this or this seems like very put on and this kind Mm. of felt like natural. Yeah, I agree. I think this movie just like has sort of more diversity of faces than usual in Hollywood. Like it maybe it maybe felt a little bit like more of an indie movie cast because of that. Maybe except for Alex himself. Like he seems like a type that they're trying to like get into the teen movie Netflix space. Um and actually I, I saw like in one of the interviews the director said like 
one of the reasons they struggled to get it made was that people pointed out that there aren't really any roles in it for movie stars. Like you can't really have like any famous people be the teacher or something. Yeah. I guess you could have, I guess you could have one be a parent, but you know, the, the adults don't really play a huge role in it. Um, but yeah, yeah I agree. there was like no, this wasn't like a, like a Lisa Kudrow vehicle and yeah, 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 to like exactly. be like the quirky mom or like the bad guidance counselor or the manipulating guidance counselor. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I had written the same exact note, which is that like everyone looks normal and mostly they, they talk normally. There are yeah. a lot of jokes, but even the jokes uh, feel natural. And they also made me LOL a lot. And I'm, I'm surprised. That, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that Tumblr teens were annoyed, but like the things that they were annoyed about, I don't know, kind of made this real, like having a friend be politically incorrect would absolutely happen. Like the way that they were talking, um, it just felt really realistic and super funny. Also the depiction of the drama kids at that party oh my where they're God. doing improv games. Ugh. I loved it. I, I like that they kind of circled back to it too. I was losing. I There were like several times I like, I struggle with like cringy things, which is like hilarious because like ultimately like love and romance and like romantic comedies mm-hmm. like are my favorite genre of things. But like I watch just like so much of it with like my hand like up to the screen, kind of like not looking. <laughs> um which wasn't felt also just a prime like I would like to do that to a lot of my teen years, but that is um but yeah, I loved kids. Theater kid, I mean, as like again, a former theater kid, just the the devastation that that wreaks on non-theater people, like, is yes. really real. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, we were monsters. Like, it is <laughs> a like. I it's just, not great. Yeah, I love when they're like, "Oh, I didn't tell him that it was like a theater kid party," <laughs> and like Obviously. they show up there, and he's like, "Oh, like I love that." <laughs> And I also love that they came back and were like, oh, now he's going to like on his hallucinogenics, he's going to accidentally get pulled into a game of like zip zap zap or Which something. Which is <laughs> incredible. Also, I'm just like the fact that that one theater kid answered the door in a harness. Um, yes. Yeah. I feel like that is like, I'm like, I think that's also, I guess, like my not like disconnect or like. I hope that's how high school actually is. Like, I think that's, like, the one thing where I'm, like, I guess, like, there are people who are, like, going to more, like, I went to private Catholic school for Hmm. 13 years. You know what I mean? And so I'm, like, ultimately I hope there are, like, fun or, like, more open, free, again, like, famously so gay and in the closet (laughs) for (laughs) 13 years of Catholic education. Um, But, yeah. I'm also, like, I would want... I would have wanted to be Elliot and his friend, whoever his friend was. Yeah. Um, which we at only that got party. like 30 seconds of her and then she got cut, which I'm like, that's also a classic um, straight girlfriend to the gay friend <laughs> uh, narrative, her storyline ultimately. <laughs> yeah. I think um, there, there are some interesting, like just, niche kids that like this movie gets really well and like Mm -hmm. it's that girl and then also like the couple like Alex is interesting because he's not a loser and he's not exactly popular but he gets elected class president and he and Claire like go to the dances and they like dress up goofy instead of putting on formal attire and so like it's this I was like yes there was like a couple I knew that were like 
really involved in student government and just like did goofy stuff instead of like trying to be cool, you know? And I was like, yeah, yeah that's a very specific uh, thing. It's a very specific kind of thing. I am also like, um, I mean, I guess like my, I don't ultimately get their relationship, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, in, in like real life, it they sell it really well in the movie. Um, but I'm like, Claire, he's gay, honey. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I guess I had I had a little bit of problem just like believing her gaydar would be that bad, like even at that age. But maybe she like kind of knew it deep down, but they don't. I don't know. Jane did that. Did you? I I just was like, he reads he reads a, like gay to me like pretty early on in the movie. But I, I, it depends. I, don't know. I, guess, I think it depends on the school also. Like if if people at that school are out or not. I believed it. Um, I know people who have been in like long relationships and like not not been aware. But mm. I mean, I I believed it, and I think they're like pretty fair to Claire. I would say. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about was how they had their first cl- uh, kiss after Claire talks about her mom having cancer, which is just like <laughs> super hot. Um, but literally <laughs> I hooked up with my boyfriend for the first time after we talked about can- our parents having cancer for like oh my God. 45 minutes. Yeah. Wow. So I was like, Oh, but I you don't identify. think he's gay. You identify with I'll, Claire. I'll ask. <laughs> I'll ask. Yeah. Please check after this. I'm like highly relatable content. That is. My question was, um, so in the start in the classic teen movie start where Alex is doing a voiceover, talking about himself, saying like, Oh, you know, like, this is me. These are my friends. We're not quite popular, but we're not losers. This is Claire. She's my girlfriend. And then he goes like, I haven't had sex yet. I just, and I think he says something like, you know, we just haven't gotten around to it. But I was going to ask, when you were a teenager, I want you to fill in the blank and say, I haven't had sex yet. I just, (laughs) dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Um, Was deeply in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) That was truly... Um, also, like, terrified and ashamed. <laughs> mm. Jane? I would say deeply anxious and, like, unaware of it. Like, I the first few times that I interacted with boys, even as a child, I, like, had really, really serious anxiety reactions to it. And I was, like, I remember Googling, like, if something was wrong with me because I just, like, didn't, I, like, I just couldn't be romantic with boys. Even, you know, even when it's so not serious when you're that age, um, and I just didn't realize that I was, you know, anxious. <laughs> Anxiety. Um, mine would just be like, I just, uh, was still like a practicing Catholic at that age. Mm. Uh, I also, I also did Catholic school. Yeah. We did have, <laughs> I mean, we did have girls that like openly sort of were like, whatever, I'm going to have sex. And like, we were all kind of like scared and also impressed. And this one girl, um, with, who was like very beautiful, she would bring, um, dick pics, of her hookup or her boyfriend to school on like Mondays having hooked up with someone on the weekend and um she and her like friend group would go look at them and she was like you could go and be like can I see and like other people outside her friend group did but I was too scared I didn't want to I don't know if I wanted my first dick sighting to be on on her probably flip phone (laughs) (laughs) honestly like on a sidekick yeah yeah exactly um but now I'm kind of like I wish I had seen my first time seeing a penis was when I accidentally misspelled Facebook and I spelled it like 
F-A-C Buke. And obviously it's a porn <laughs> website. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> um, shout out to Nicole C, who will never listen to this podcast. Um, okay. I do think the only complaint I do have about Claire is that I think like she very regularly talked like about them not having sex to his friends, which I thought was a little mm-hmm. unfair, maybe. Like, I think something I was really anxious about at that stage in my life because I wasn't having sex was like people just like openly discussing stuff like that. And so like, I was like, if my partner in high school was just talking to my bros about that, I would be very anxious. Um, so that, that was my only dislike of her. Probably. Yeah, I would have been mad. I would have been like, why? I would have been. Why? I'm like, yeah, we can just keep that between. I mean, also, like, ultimately, that's why I made up, like, a fake story about, like, me and my friend having sex. Because, like, my Catholic school was not, like, oh, we are, like, practicing. Like, people at my school were fucking. Like, also, just, like, (laughs) um, this is, like, truly um, uh, our homecoming. So, when I was homecoming king, our homecoming queen was actively pregnant. Like, felt the baby kick while we were dancing like oh. on our dance and ultimately if tell anyone you from Netflix is listening to this that's a trademarked story so you can't steal that but it was like <laughs> private Catholic school gay homecoming king pregnant homecoming queen like belly showing on the dance floor during wow. our dance I'm surprised you guys didn't burst into flame was um, she I like... mean it was <laughs> there was smoldering it was it was she close. like was she like Garrett would you like to feel <laughs> Would you like to feel the baby? No, it's just like, like we couldn't, her, our stomachs couldn't not touch at that point. It was just like, that was just, we were dancing. And so, ultimately could not leave room for the Holy Spirit. Wow. Incredible. Um, Should I okay. move on? Yeah. I mean, we get, well, I was just going to say we get Elliot's first scene. Oh, and I yeah. Think- I wanted to talk about him. I think in, I had Googled pictures of this movie or I was Googling like, you know, the backstory of this movie. And I don't think he like photographs very well. But then from the very first scene, I was like, he's super charming. He's, yeah, it's his vibe. Yeah. Oh, God. Adorable. Like um, ultimately love. Yeah. I think he's very um, like Jonathan Groff type. Um, he's like very, <sighs> he's like, kind of built upper body and then like curly hair like kind of square face mm-hmm. um and it it rocks <laughs> you guys just can just types, google a picture of him <laughs> types of guys types of guys whereas alex strange love or fuck alex true love is um he reads to me like very like book of mormon cast member or like dear evan hansen <gasps> very person. book of mormon cast member yeah um yeah that's that's the, the the buckets I've put them in in my what what Broadway person would you like to compare Claire to? Oh no, Broadway person or show? Oh, Maybe Allison Brie, but that she's not mm. a Broadway person. But I I, I got Allison Brie vibes. Mm. I swear to God, I thought she was Lily Reinhart on we did we did Riverdale last week, Garrett. She looks so like, so like Lily but just 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 like first glance, like but out of the side of my eye, I was like Lily, um, yeah. and then I was like, oh, it's it's some brunette. It's a brunette. Some brunette. I looked her Instagram up, and she's like super woke and super lib, and Aww. very cute. She's super cute. 
Um, okay, let's go on. We should go on, yeah. The next day, Elliot invites Alex to a concert. Afterwards, Alex admits he's insecure about having sex for the first time, and Elliot says things will just fall into place in the moment. They are being flirty and cute, but when Elliot drives Alex home, Claire is waiting for him. Alex gets really defensive and acts like a big jerk towards Claire, who just wanted to talk about her cancerous mom. At school the next day, Alex tells Del he is bi, but Del says he's nervous about having sex and hopefully shows him his penis. Alex goes to Claire's house to apologize and insists that he wants to keep their plan to have sex. I mean, that is, it's a really strong second act for me. I'm Mm. like, uh, ultimately, I also love like an every gay coming out story. Like one gay person takes like the closeted person to Brooklyn for a show. Like that happens in like Love, Simon. And like it happens in like the like Hulu TV version of Love, Simon, Love, Victor. Like that's just like such a... (laughs) thing um that concert was very like, gay that concert struck me as very gay extremely like, it looks so fun <laughs> i want to be his I'm friend also like, that was a real band yeah i like meant to like google it because i was like yeah. i know this song like i have the song on several playlists if, whatever I don't know, it was oh i guess i didn't google if it was really them but yeah i also recognized the song i mean yeah, i guess I it like, had to be them I'm like, I don't know if it was or not, but like, I really, yeah, I'm like, I'll fact check it. But um, yeah, I thought that was like really sweet. Uh, I like love that is like, um, like that is like gay, like Fantasia to me. Like that is, I'm like, that is like the kind of like experience that like I would have like craved so hard Mm, to like have. Um, and it's like one of those moments that makes me like weepy, nostalgic inside. Um, cause I think it's like one of those things where like, with like all of this, like my, and we like, we'll talk about this, I'm sure at the end. Um, but like any kind of gay teen romance situation, um, I want to like light myself on fire <laughs> for, because it's just like, it's like, a, a, I would say like my generation and like, up and like maybe younger people now not but like we didn't get any of that like I didn't hold a boy's hand for the first time until I was like in my 20s or something absolutely devastating you know what I mean and so like all of those are like it's really fun to see and it also is like incredibly hard to watch because I'm like everything feels like just so much more loaded when you're older Mm -hmm. I'm like I want to go to Brooklyn with a boy for a late night thing and have it just be like oopsie, we did this, um, and not come back to find my girlfriend um, having just visited her mother with cancer. <laughs> yeah, so. very true. I like how um, how, how gentle Elliot is being um, with Alex, and, like, I feel like he knows <laughs> that, that Alex is figuring it out, and he's mm-hmm. sort of being flirty with him, but also holding himself back a little bit. Um, yeah, and I, I felt... Again, I was like, at this point in time, if I were Claire, I would suspect my boyfriend is gay. But I don't know. I don't know. One part that felt kind of inauthentic to me was when Claire got upset about Alex being mean to her. And she went and made a mean vlog, which makes more sense because they like are are (laughs) film people or whatever. They're YouTubers. But it felt I think why it felt weird is because if my boyfriend was mean to me, I would be desperate for him to not be mad at me and I wouldn't want to like stoke the flames. I wouldn't be confident enough to like go hate on him online. I'd be like, 
what did I do? No. So I was also, that was she weird. posting it to like their regular joint thing or does she have her own vlog? Like, I felt like the rest of the movie did pretty well with like tech. Yeah. And this, that stuck out to me as like, I don't understand what's happening. That could have been a deleted scene. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like ultimately glad that she didn't end up posting it because like I didn't remember when I was watching it this time that like it didn't get posted and I was like I but I knew obviously like how like the movie ended and stuff and so I was kind of like oh he I would be really mad at you if you did that but then like her mom walks in and kind of like saves the day yeah the Love other a minor teen movie allegory <laughs> to another teen movie sixteen right. candles I was gonna Shout say out. like. I do feel like a lot of teen movies made currently do a shout out to 16 Candles. Always. I I was a dumb person at that time because I feel like 16 Candles was not a point of reference for like love, like rom-com for me at all. Like I was just like watching whatever contemporary, like I was watching like Love Actually or something. Like I just, I wasn't cool enough to be the type of teen who would go back and watch 16 Candles. And Jane, I feel like we've talked about movies doing this like all the time. Yeah. Maybe we should watch it. <laughs> no, yeah, it's totally. We're going to have to do like an 80s, an what 80s was, um, or something. What was your rom-com love interest point of reference at that age? Me? I Both of you. <laughs> right. Um, mine is My Best Friend's Wedding. I oh ultimately God. like watched all. <gasps> oh, I love I mean, that movie. <clears throat> my dad is like loves to. My dad is ultimately uh, straight, obviously. Um, but like has the movie taste of like a gay man or like a middle-aged woman. Um, and so like ultimately my entire personality makes sense, but like my dad and I would just like sit on the couch and like cry to So I'm like, I mean, also like, again, as like a young boy, I was like, can we watch Sound of Music again? Like we had like the two VHS set of it. Um, so like also incredible romantic comedy, Sound of Music. Um, but my best friend's wedding, First Wives Club, love wow, a story about yeah. cis girls getting what's theirs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My parents love My Best Friend's Wedding because they also just love the, um, they love Julia Roberts. And then they also oh, yeah. loved, they loved um, the, the song that they sang in like the one musical scene. in the Say a little prayer for you. I mean, yeah. I, that is, I, Julia Roberts is ultimately my North it's Star. It's just like a always. big, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> like that movie still holds up. Oh, how about How about you, Jane? Uh, I think bring it on just because I fell so hard in love with Cliff and like he became I think I've said this before but he became like the prototype of like what men I'm attracted to like it's him and so that one stuck with me yeah I think I'm a little older I then also watched like crazy stupid love with Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling (laughs) and Ryan Gosling just does like weird New York voices sometimes in movies and he Mm. kind of does one in that movie and I loved it and I was like all about it also it's like vague what age they are in that movie you can't tell if they're teenagers or 26 so like it was also (laughs) fun um but yeah I mean trope I mean besides that I do like that the mom um uh Claire's mom and Claire have a lot of conversations about like how to navigate this and I do feel like Jane said like pretty fair to her um I guess yeah, they keep they keep doing like low budget CGI to do silly jokes with Dell. <laughs> I love it. Um, which yeah, I guess give us a little relief because like it could be like a very just like sad movie all the way through without it. Um, also, I'm like I love that Dell's solution to figuring out if Alex is bi is like here, look at my penis. 
Yeah. <laughs> in, I love a public. flaccid penis of a person who looks 12. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he also looks very young and is your friend, which like makes it all the more worse. Um, yeah, I told like... Jane this. Um, oh, sorry. I've told Jane this, but um, when I was in college, like I had friends that I knew that would like streak a lot. And so like I would just like feel uncomfy because I had seen platonic male friends penises two people i'm thinking of in particular who both kind of have and still have had and still have like dad bods as well and so like it's just wow. you know, do they have dad penises would you say uh, i i honestly try not to look and also what they would do actually which wow. was nice was that they would streak and throw um swedish fish and i would just be really focused on trying to get a swedish fish in my hand so i could eat it that would have been really difficult for me <laughs> like ultimately love Swedish fish also ultimately really want to look at a dick so that yeah, would have been a yeah, really yeah. huge I would have been very conflicted conflicted yeah I mean all of it was like pretty bewildering um, <laughs> I have uh, one last comment about this section which is school is is not really a concern in this movie which is totally fine with me but it's weird to me that they have a plot about Columbia which doesn't matter at all like they could have put yeah. this whole plot about them getting into columbia and also i love that they pretend that online applications aren't a thing she like hands him a letter i'm like oh, what's yeah. a letter well i, I also i wasn't sure if like they were trying to say that his parents just like wanted him to be like very successful and go to college mm -hmm. with claire also it seemed like they were i was like are they in new haven because they seem to be near new york and also, like, near a fraternity or something. I was like, where are they? Like, what is happening? Um, Good question. I thought there was going to be a whole storyline about his parents being like, why aren't you as successful as Claire? Because they, mm. like, congratulated her. <laughs> but no, it was, you're right. It just got thrown away. Or, you know, maybe it was in the movie and got cut. Yeah, and, like, there was ultimately no resolution. Like, he didn't get in. He got sad. He made he his mom leave him alone. Yeah. And then it was like. <laughs> yeah, not really not a resolution. College. <laughs> Which is fine, I guess. Okay, and under the class president. Let's keep going. Um, while Alex is buying condoms, he runs into Elliot. They go to his house and have fun listening to the B-52s. Alex kisses Elliot, but then freaks out and accuses Elliot of making him do it. He rushes out. It's finally sex day, and Alex and Claire go to a hotel room. Alex is having trouble getting it up, but then he imagines Elliot. Claire can tell he's not into it, especially after he says, it's kind of weird having sex with your best friend, and then asks him if he's gay. Alex doesn't answer, but says he likes someone else. Claire is devastated and kicks him out. Aww. <laughs> um, I love that they're just, like, randomly at the same CVS. Also, like, I know that's, like, just, yes. oops. I'm, like, I've ultimately never run into anyone hot in any kind of pharmacy. <laughs> Um, so I do love that plot point. Um, I was going to ask my big question in this part of the movie was, do either of you have any teen buying condom stories to share or just like, um, what logistical things were you worried about the first time you had sex? Like strictly logistical things. Okay. I wrote, I just, I wrote the same question. Like I had the same oh! question. Um, I did not have sex in high school, but oh, I did have a story. Okay. okay. Imagine me, super <laughs> awkward, sheltered, sheltered is like the wrong word, but just like a little socially awkward 16 going to New York City Pride. And I go up to like a booth where you can like spin a wheel and like get a prize. And 
um, the guy running it like didn't know what to do with me because I was just so awkward and like seemingly straight. Probably he was like, what's this girl doing here? Um, and I like spun the wheel and it like didn't work. And I was like, um, I guess I'll do it again. And he was like, okay. And then I spun it again <laughs> and I won condoms. And for a while, like all the condoms I had were just condoms I got at Pride. So. Wow. And that's yeah. why you're gay now. <laughs> How many did they gay. give you? Well, you could literally, there were just buckets of condoms oh, you everywhere. Just, like, grab a so handful. you can just, I mean, I was just like, I'll have one. And then I watched some <laughs> guy who like, you know, was an adult just like reach in and just like, you know, pour it into a bag, you know. I was like, I'll just Love try that. one. <laughs> just to see. Um, yeah, ultimately, <laughs> I also didn't have actual sex and only imaginary sex in college. But in our imaginary sex story, I did wear a condom. So ultimately was still concerned about protection in that You're moment. You were like, yeah, I bought it. I, I love like, that I, that's a detail. I oh, do I like, was, I like that he, yeah, I like that you had to make it up too. I was like, yeah, I put on, I wore a condom to have sex again with a girl who is my friend, Alexa, yeah. so you all know. Yeah. And we did the sex. So that was it. I put it on just like everybody has to put one on before like everybody it has to put on a, a condom. woman. But, so that I do not impregnate a woman. <laughs> because that would be crazy. Um, I remember uh, when I was in college, my roommate and now or eventually best friend, Emily Goodwin, she was part of like some student org that you could get trained for to be like a student, like, um, I don't know, sex resource person where you could just like basically like give out condoms, lube. Uh, get mm. them in contact with like any like support and stuff like that that they needed, which is nice, like a peer, a nice peer, like a nice part time job as a peer advisor, basically. But she would just like bring home <laughs> like all the condoms that she's supposed to have like per term. Like I think every week they would give her a bunch that she can just like distribute around the dorms and stuff. But it would be in our room first, <laughs> so we would just go through and look at all the brands. And so um, I didn't buy any condoms until I left college because I just like always had her to rely on and I also just like tried like a bunch of weird brands that I like wow. I've never seen again like there, there there's, a, kim there's a kimono brand on a college campus yeah yes. <laughs> it's probably like startups right like um and then logistically something that was kind of a mishap that happened to me was that part of this thing too she also like one day got like a bunch of free like small vibrators that she could give out and I took one and forgot about it for a while when I was packing to leave um because by that time I had a better one and <laughs> I put like the mini free one in the same container that I keep like my nail clippers <laughs> and um <laughs> one day I was at home with my mom and she was like just looking in my bathroom for something else and found it and she was like what is this and i was like uh i got it from like a thing i just like completely like didn't even have an excuse and i don't know if like my mom knew it was a vibrator because it was also like a very small free one that like didn't have any batteries in it so you couldn't turn it wow. on at the time um it was pink it was bright pink <laughs> it looked mm. like a little yeah it looked like a little egg it could have been like a makeup oh. um it could have been a um mm. a beauty blender <laughs> Oh. Um, so she's like, what is this? And I totally freaked out. Um, but yeah, I didn't have to ever walk into a store and buy any as a teen. Thanks to Emily. Shout out, Emily. <laughs> One part of the movie that I really liked was the first kiss. 
Yeah. Even though it obviously like takes a turn quickly, like I think it's super hot. And something Issa and I were talking about um, is that in a lot of shows, there's not a lot of like actual sexual tension, specifically mm. Riverdale, which I'm watching. But I feel <laughs> like they have really strong chemistry and they really yes. get that like first kiss excitement. And yeah. ugh, I don't know. I, I think... I wanted them more. Like I wanted to just watch mm. them be together. Like they're so cute and we don't get enough Elliot actually. Yeah. We don't get enough Elliot. I do feel edged by that. I feel a little <laughs> lacking. <laughs> yeah. You really like start to feel, um, well, I, I agree with Jane. Like I think this movie like communicates a ton of like how much the main character just like can't help but like keep thinking about him and then like you as the audience like I was like oh he's like actually very charming and sexy and then I'm like oh I like think he's really hot and like I I like want to watch more and it really peaked for me in the scene where um he and Claire are trying to have sex for the first time and he like looks and he imagines Elliot and Elliot just looks so cute (laughs) just like the slow smile that he does to the camera is awesome and like Jane said like Riverdale is just like hot people on top of each other all the time and they don't get any of that done for me like Riverdale you can tell they're just like you know making out like just robotically yeah like script here <laughs> says make out we will yeah, do this yeah like, even yeah, though they're it so is, like, pretty really sweet. Um, um, also we do they give like Alex some good usually I I know that Alex is ultimately obviously gay um, but in this instance, he's like still kind of straight, and usually I don't have a lot of deference for straight people, straight men in things, um, just as like a point of preference. But they do a really good job of like making him unlikable in like an appropriate way, I think. Like when he was like, Well, I'm just a dude, like, or like making him unlikable and also like making you feel sympathetic towards him. Like he was like, I'm just doing what you wanted me to do, which is like mm. a really shitty thing to say, but also seems like very much like how he's navigating like his entire life. Like he's kind of like with Claire to make Claire happy. He's like trying to get into school to like make his parents happy. He's like obviously an overachiever, huge like closeted gay vibes. But um, I thought line is like really like hits me in like an Mm. interesting way of kind of like, I'm just doing what you wanted me to do, Mm. which is so sad. I think also, yeah, I also got really sad. Like when he said like, kind of weird huh and like in his face you can tell like to him like oh yeah she must find it weird too and it's just so heartbreaking for her like I think I would have died if like somebody said that to me oh (laughs) I mean he's like yeah kind of weird having sex with your best friend like in the middle of them having sex I was just like oh Claire and I think like that's like one of those things where I'm like that feels like uh a teenage I'm also like sex is weird. Yeah. Like sex is weird. And like if you're feeling weird during sex, you should like probably say something to like the person that you're having sex. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm like, there is, there's like a little bit of yeah. mixed messages. I mean, clearly he they trust they trust each other so, so much, but like yeah. she like is just so crushed. <laughs> like yeah. oh, from that moment. Um she's also like so ready and like so confident, which was like very much unfamiliar to me like she strips down in the bathroom before coming out like which I definitely no way would I have been able to do that like even if like you know with my high school body <laughs> also oh. like 
she's not nervous at all about giving head. Like I was like, wow, this is like insane. Like I, I was not that teen. Like it just wouldn't have. I'm like not even that adult. I like was having sex with a person (laughs) that I'm dating like a few weeks ago. And like, I took my pants and my sweater off, but left my shirt on. And they were like, really important for you to like keep your shirt on and I was like I honestly like what a natural response for my body to be like I'm in a steak I'm like I don't know I'm like go yeah. off Claire like go absolutely off yeah. girl for being so yeah, wow. down I mean it kind of makes you like her and like really want like I'm like yeah she really wants to go get it and it I felt I felt uh crushed for her but um yeah and that's but, like yeah. a really when sex with your partner is not working, that is, and because she also is like, the point is like she's not a virgin, like she's had sex before, and so she just really like wants to have yes. sex with him, which is also I think like a really nice spin for the kind of teen movie, because like teen movies are always like just about losing your virginity, and like she was like, oh, I just yeah. actually want to have sex with this person who I like, which I think is yeah. like an interesting different thing that doesn't happen. For sure. Um, I think we can move on. All right. Dell brings Alex to a frat party where he gets really drunk and hooks up with a blonde girl. Claire, on a mission to find out who Alex likes, walks in on them unsuccessfully trying to have sex and then runs out upset. Alex goes after her but gets distracted by the hallucinogenic frog and falls into a pool <laughs> where he remembers being bullied as a kid for getting a boner in the locker room. Afterwards, he tells Claire that he's gay and says it's been something that's always been there, but he had to recognize it. They still go to prom together where Claire surprises Alex by bringing Elliot. Alex has another freak out, but eventually kisses Elliot in front of everyone. The movie ends with Alex making a coming out video, which is overlaid with real videos of people coming out. I couldn't be more over the hallucinogenic frog. Like, just <laughs> as like a, <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> This is what brought you guys back together is this frog showing up in this space. Um, yeah, they did. Uh, uh, I can't believe they brought it back. Also, PSA, don't don't lick frogs. They have salmonella on them. Don't do that. Ooh. But um, um, but I guess they could have just had them take magic mushrooms from a cousin in New Hampshire or something. Like, why did it have to be a frog? I'm like... Literally anything else, but it just, like, really got me that I was like, oh, we're closing the circle here. Like, ultimately not important whether or not Alex got into a college, but we did find the hallucinogenic frog. Like, that was the plot point that we fully looped back to. This was 2018, Um, and a lot of movies were having hallucinogenics in them. Most famously, in my opinion, Midsommar. I guess Midsommar is 2019, right? So, like, there was just, like, a trend of, like, oh, people are cool with, like, putting hallucinogenics in movies these days. Like, we should put it in a teen movie. I think that's what Yeah, it they was. did them in Booksmart. Yeah. People love. Oh, yes. People mm. love hallucinogenics. Because, like, first there were all the weed movies, and then they were like, we've got to top it. <laughs> we've got, yeah, it's been done. I'm like, we need something. It's it's too gauche now. I also think maybe at this point in the movie, I thought they gave Dell like, maybe a few too many speeches in the movie, but... I, which I didn't like, but I like that they sort of gave this, you know, side actor, like, more chances to get some screen mm. time. <laughs> yeah, he has, like, his own little romance plot, which is, like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not super invested in it. Um, and then in some shots here, I thought Alex kind of looked like KJ Abba a little bit because of the hair. When he's, like, really drunk and, like, trying to pretend he's a bro. Um, oh, but yeah. maybe it's just because we just watched Riverdale for the podcast, <laughs> Um, the girl that he ends up trying to hook up with has extremely Boston energy. To me. 
chaotic everything clothing. from the hair to like the chaotic clothing and jewelry and the that boyfriend giant choker. yeah and the big boyfriend the just like large guy <laughs> Wait, also the 40 year old boyfriend yeah. oh yeah <laughs> that was like the one teen that wasn't clearly like... it was it was funny because like for people who haven't watched this movie they kind of show the boyfriend talking to other people at the party and you're like oh is this just like a comic relief guy and then it turns out like he's her boyfriend and so like he he punches he punches Dell because Dell sticks mm-hmm. up for um for Alex. Also, what kind of name is Dell? Um oh I guess it's I think it's Del- a nickname. Delgado. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um but I I, re- I was, you know, as a fellow small person, I was very proud of Dell for sticking up for his friend, even if he was very small. Also, I related to their one friend who they just showed falling asleep on the couch because he didn't really want to go home. <laughs> like I've been that person at a party. <laughs> Um, what did you guys think about the um the flashback i thought that was so important i i i feel like this movie if you don't have that flashback you could believe it as just this kid is either like figuring things out or or like he he felt pressure from his parents but when you see him get bullied you you understand that like even though his friends are supportive and his parents are probably going to be supportive, like it's still hard. And like, he's still had trauma related to this. And I don't know. I thought it was heartbreaking, but, but really important. Yeah. It was really sweet. I think it like adds some like um, context. Cause when Claire, when he like comes out to Claire or something and, or they were having a conversation and she was like, my cousin came out who's like 12. Like, why couldn't you have like just done this? I think like that answers it really nicely and that like you can like also be in like the most supportive environment or like something like that. And like it ultimately is like a lot about like repression and like kind of navigating those feelings. Um, so I did yeah. think it was really sweet. Um, I'm <laughs> it was just like funny that he got a boner in a shower, like when everyone was wearing like knee length yeah. board shorts. <laughs> I was like, um, absolutely um. okay. <laughs> I also agree. Yeah, I agree. Like also Claire, I liked I liked how it tied up with Claire's um, conversation and like also that our generation is like even even in such a short time, like our generation is pretty different as millennials, even young, younger millennials generation is different from like people who are 13 now. Like that's like radically different. Yeah. um, Which I think not many people understand. And then I guess my only (laughs) my only question was like, don't boys at that age also just like get boners for zero reason like even if they're straight like like sometimes boys just like get boners so i was like i kind of also wish boys like at it, every age <laughs> i was I'm like, like i kind doesn't... of wish the scene had been like him like having a crush on another kid instead of just mm. i don't know like i was like it felt a little random like to me i wouldn't have read that scene as like he's gay i would have read it as just like oh he got a boner <laughs> but maybe he just associated it yes like because, for him he was like yeah. oh god i'm found out yeah right 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 yeah um but it, <laughs> but i have just like you know i i've i i uh, i'm a younger sister to an older brother and i know that like guys just like unfortunately like get really panicked about getting boners and like unrelated situations like sometimes just sitting in class at their desk like and my brother went to an all-boys school so that was very like harrowing when that oh happened. gosh that um, would be my nightmare um my other comment is that claire is wearing the type of strapless dress at the prom that i've always wanted to pull off but i don't really think i looked good in so i i loved 
I loved people's clothing choices in this. I love what Elliot's wearing. Mm. Oh, yeah, um, he's dressed up. I feel like they're pretty considerate of Claire's feelings. And and I feel like it's okay to be upset that someone you love doesn't want to be with you anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, like, what? Like, totally. of course she would be upset. Um, and I feel like she's, she's super supportive, um, but understandably sad. And I don't know. I, I like, I'm pro-Claire. I'm pro-Claire in this too. I think like perhaps I'm more just like annoyed at her that she was kind of blowing him up for being a virgin at the start of the movie than like any of the stuff that came after. Um, I think Tumblr teens are just like correctly identifying which parts of the movie are really hard to like wrestle with. Like what would you do if you were in Claire's situation? Yeah, you would feel really awful. Um, And it's not always easy to like say the exact right thing when you feel awful. So yeah, maybe you're going to say like, hey, my cousin is 12, why don't you know? You know, like, of course that sounds like a little harsh, but like, it's it's a fact and it's, you're very upset. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and like, also I'm just like, it's like first love, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they obviously like had like, she'd envisioned like a life with, you know what I mean? And so it's like, it's all of those things. I think like, yeah. they did a really good job with her. And also she like had ultimately the correct, air quotes, reaction and like, really did a full 360 and came the fuck around in like a (laughs) sweet way so also i like that dell is just like it's okay like everybody breaks up when they go to college i was like yeah i love that i was like i am dell oh also back on your point isa about like how like how lgbtq people are treated how it's changed so dramatically i was reading an interview with the director and when he initially wrote this, or whoever wrote this, I don't know if it was a director, but yeah, it was when this initially came about, like the character Alex True Love was bullied and stuff. Like that was more of a an issue. Like oh. people were not as accepting of him. And then they changed it to be how I mean, obviously people are still bullied, but they changed it to be how um, it could be that you were accepted by your friends, and it was more of like an internal an internal negotiation. Yeah, or maybe your friends, mm. like, or maybe people said, like, slurs when they were kids before they, like, realized right. that it's an okay. Which is very, right. it feels very millennial. I think if a Zoomer watched this, they might be like, huh? My I literally really wrote the same thing. <laughs> we're, our brains are starting to, like, melt um, into one yeah, thing. It's upsetting. How did, <laughs> how did you guys like the, um, the, the real coming out videos at the end? I wrote that question also. Okay, sorry, Garrett, go ahead. <laughs> um, I, okay, hold on. The one thing that I want to say before that, oh, that yes. just, is I am like, her inviting Elliot to the prom is like very sweet, but it's also like, honey, he's not out like to anybody. Scary, and like you're inviting his like pseudo boyfriend. So like, it is kind of like you are blowing up his whole spot. Like you're making like a, you're taking a <laughs> big, big risk. Do very you know what I mean? scary. So also like, like He's the class president. Like, is she sure that no one's going to mind? Like, I'm just like, there are so many. I'm like, his parents could have been chaperoning the dance. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no, like, it takes one moment for someone to be like, you're like, yeah, it was just Just one person. Yeah. Just one person could have like, yeah. That was just ultimately sweet. And so suspend disbelief. And then it was gorgeous and beautiful. Um, (laughs) I thought the real coming out stories were sweet. I guess I like do love. <laughs> I feel like anytime it we like still fall into this trap when we try and like talk about like gay people that like the first video they showed was like uh, a very deep voiced 
person wearing like an America t-shirt with like a flag and like the United <laughs> yes. States behind them just as screaming yeah. and being like and gay people don't always act like fags and like that <laughs> is like just such a like specific like I'm like I like get it you know what I mean but it, I am still like in this whole thing you're still trying to be like and they can seem straight too <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. yeah also I um, thought like my main I comment it was, was sweet, like though. Yeah, my main comment that was unrelated to the content of the videos was that I thought, like, some video production editor got too excited because I was, like, enjoying them. And then, like, a bunch of them started, like, layering on top of each other. The videos <laughs> are, like, pushing each other around. And I was like, could we have, like, at least two or three, like, get more than, like, a sentence in instead of all of them, like, tetrising around the screen? <laughs> I was like, whoa, this is overwhelming suddenly. Yeah, um, it's like that Evan Hansen song where it's like, like, delete, or wait, yeah, not delete, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, repost, share, from Vermont, yeah, yeah. from Hawaii, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, yeah, I think that's what they were trying to do. Someone got excited with, like, <laughs> with the software, with the Apple software. <laughs> Ultimately, you know, it was a cute ending, and I think, like, now knowing that it's, like, based on him, like, I get why he, I get why the director wanted to do that. Um I think this this movie left me like not really liking the actor for Alex. I was mm. like, this could have been anyone. Like, I didn't feel very attached mm. to him, and I feel bad about that because it was a it was a fine character. I just like at the end of the movie was like, wow, really loved Elliot. Thought Claire did a really good job. Like, could take or leave the guy who played Alex. Mm. Just not good. I don't know if I don't know if that is mean or like, <laughs> or you did not feel that way. <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> oh, I felt sorry. I felt neutral towards him as well. I mean, I thought that he did a good job of being like quirky without being too quirky. But I agree that I'm not that I wasn't like super drawn to him. That's like anyone who could understudy Evan Hansen. <laughs> wow. The ultimate drag. <laughs> oh, my God. OK. Um, well, I think like now that we've wrapped we've wrapped up a lot of the ending part of the movie like we should we should go through the three questions so um the first question is do you think this movie is good or bad garrett you can go first um i think it's good right i ask as a question <laughs> jane yeah jane? i totally think it's good i i i was surprised how great this was i love the realistic dialogue but there's like a lot of jokes that i actually laughed out loud at like what other movies have we watched that you were like not mm. you but that one <laughs> might laugh out loud at and not like ironically or like because you're uncomfortable yeah. i think the characters are likable i think it's a good story i i don't know i, I liked it I, I, I thought it was good, too. I thought especially knowing that, like, Netflix is, like, kind of struggling with how they represent, like, any queer content. Like, this was, like, I was relieved to find that this was good. Um, so second question is, do you like this movie? And I would say yes. <laughs> I would also say yes. I do like this movie. Yes. I loved it, actually. Um, what type of teen is this movie for? And I think... I think, again, like, maybe Zoomers will watch this and be like, can't relate, everyone at my school is out. But maybe not. Like, maybe in more conservative parts of the country, it, like, gives people, a, you know, people can watch this and be like, you know, you don't have to have it all figured out right right away, especially if you also have a straight girlfriend beard in high school. <laughs> I don't know. What were your thoughts? What type of teen? Um, I mean, ultimately, I think it's like... <laughs> 
Um, I think a lot of like gay things are like actually just for like straight girls. <laughs> and like it does. <laughs> like I do think that like I would love for it to be like someone who like doesn't have a, a queer person in some part of the country who like doesn't have this. But also ultimately I do <laughs> think that like the one of the predominant audience, I think I'm the predominant audience and then also <laughs> straight teenage girls. And I am honored to be part of that category. And I think we are the same <laughs> ultimately always. Yes. Um, I wrote the same thing as Issa, which is like, I kind of think this is a movie for millennials. And I can imagine yeah. Gen Z people like I really like the the jokes that Dell made where he was sort of like listing like identities and like. But I, I think Gen Z might be kind of like, OK, well, yeah, just over it. Yeah, yeah it's it's kind of interesting. I, I, I almost feel like wait like five years and people will look back at like some of the lines Dell said and be like, well, that's not really what people think about anymore even so like i don't know it it, it is I, I i actually do like that it's pretty specific mm. um except for that vlogging part that we were both like huh <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it'll it'll sort of like mark that that 2018 time or i guess maybe it it, it sounded like they were trying to make it for a while um but yeah i i agree garrett like at least it's adding to the the list of like actually good like content for like queer audiences, which yeah. is like far and in between on Netflix. What are what are you watching these days that's not teen movies? Um, well, as a gay person, I am obligated contractually to watch RuPaul's Drag Race. So <laughs> I am we've just wrapped uh or almost done with season 13. Wow. So that has been a huge undertaking in my life. <laughs> um and then I'm honestly in alignment with uh, this podcast. I'm watching a lot of old romantic comedies on loop. I, um, yeah, working through what like some, some classics. Charlie's what Angels. What are some highlights? Oh, <gasps> yeah. I yeah. love Charlie's Angels. I, I rewatched I like them recently. <laughs> They're, I mean, yeah, I literally just watched it like a few weeks ago. Uh, Charlie's Angels, uh, uh, Pretty Woman recently. Miss Congeniality. I've never seen Pretty Woman. I've oh. seen Miss Congeniality, but I've never seen Pretty Woman. Yeah. <laughs> so I am like, just like gave dating someone look. who's never seen a movie. <gasps> um, and so that is <laughs> that is what a lot of these rewatches are. Is like, uh, oh, good, yeah, yeah. So. Oh, that's always so nice. Yeah. Um, Jane, how about you? I'm watching so much stuff. Okay, I watched. For my Halle Berry journey, I watched Gothica. Loved it. It's awesome. I'm, I'm so glad. It's a it's a fun movie. It's fun. It's bad. It's great. And then I'm still watching Riverdale. I want to say for people that maybe are concerned about my like mental <laughs> capacity because <laughs> I claim to have not remembered any Riverdale. I'm starting to think I just watched way less of it than I thought. So <laughs> I'm fine. Um, loving that. And then I also am watching the QAnon documentary. Mm. I want to watch that. I um I think like you also are liking Riverdale more now than when I heard you talk about it before. And mm -hmm. maybe it's because you're actually watching from season one. So that's good. Um I loved it, Riverdale season it, one. Sorry. It scratches a really like, good. I itch. watched the first two seasons of Riverdale unironically and then it did get bad, but I do think it was like actually campy and good. Yeah. I think now it's just campy and bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, we both think Lily Reinhardt is really beautiful and like 
feel kind of neutrally toward Camila Mendes. <laughs> We're both kind of like, eh. I mean, <laughs> um, I just watched uh, Godzilla versus King Kong or whatever. And it was a lot of fun. I kind of wish I was under substances to watch it because it was... The, the nice thing I liked is that it doesn't pretend to be anything else. They're fighting. There's an action plot. Everything moves along very quickly, which I really appreciate in movies. It's like under two hours, which I also didn't expect. Because um, a lot of like big blockbuster movies like that are just like insanely long now. Also, I wanted to say for this podcast, Millie Bobby Brown in it. And she's like a teen. Like she's a teen character now. And she is 17. So like she should be a teen. But like. I'm happy to see her get to grow up instead of be tied to the Stranger Things franchise. And they let her wear eyeliner. They let her have some quippy, <laughs> like, I don't know, like plucky teen lines. I'm really excited for her. <laughs> that's wow. my that's my take from that movie. <laughs> but also, I told Jane that I don't she might fall into my Brie Larson category where I think she's a really good actor, but I don't really find her pretty. <laughs> I disagree. Wow. I think she's gorgeous. And again, she's 17. So I'll just say yes, I think she's yeah. gorgeous. She's underage, so like I won't say that yet. She doesn't fall into that bucket yet. You won't call her ugly yet. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Garrett, thank you so much for being here as we, you know, turn through our teen content. And and like thank you for this movie coming to us because I, I truly, like Jane, thought it was going to be bad and then it was good. Um, yeah. Do you have anything to plug at this time? Um, my column. I there will be another one out soon. Yeah, I'm writing a column about love and dating for them, which is Condé Nast's um, LGBTQ publication. So um, you can find it at them.us. Um, I don't follow me on Twitter. I guess I don't know. I'm like, don't do that. It doesn't <laughs> matter. I don't know. It's fine. Yeah, but, <laughs> just like, but what's your what's your handle so that they can not follow you on it? Yeah, so please don't follow me at G Schlichte, <laughs> which is also horrible. It's G S C H L I C H T E. So I'm purposefully Perfect. trying to get people to not follow me by putting my extremely long German name as my fucking handle. <laughs> so we'll put it in the description too, and people can decide <laughs> if um if they think you have the hair to look like Elliot or <gasps> I forget the actor's name. Honestly, um, sound off in the I comments. Think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was Under the Bleachers, our podcast about teen content. Um, we would love if you hit that subscribe button, whatever way you get your podcasts. And don't forget to write and leave a review. Please share us with a friend. And with a teen. You can get in touch with us at under the bleachers pod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at, at bleacher teens. Okay, we will see you next time. Under, under the, the bleachers. bleachers. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.